Thanks for joining us for the March 24th, 2023 episode of Den Excelsior, the Mostly Marvel podcast. I'm Dennis, and I'll be your host as we recap the latest super news that caught our attention across the multiverse. But as the show title suggests, it'll probably be mostly Marvel. Uh, later in this episode, we'll be putting a spotlight on Shazam! Fury of the Gods, directed by David S. Sandberg. But before that, we'll be getting into some nerd news and some Q&A with our special guest. For those of you turning in, don't be shy. Uh, we love hearing from you in the comments. Um, and if you can't get enough of us, you should check uh, patreon.com slash Media, where you can find a variety of creative offerings, including recent episodes of our live after show, The Soapbox, we're not going to be recording the soapbox for this episode. Uh, this is actually a pre-recorded one. So if you're tuning in live, really appreciate you. But scheduling was just a little complicated. So we're recording this one uh, not live. With that out of the way, though, formality's gone. Let's get people out here so we can talk about everything that we want to talk about. Uh, first up, this time I can say definitively, he is the Billy to my Freddy. Uh, it's Ricky. It was the other way around last week, right? Yeah, I said it the other way around last week. Okay. But then we were like, but wasn't Freddy kind of like the better character? And I was like, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. But this time around, Freddy's definitely the better character. Yeah, it's a Freddy sure. movie plus Shazam. It's a Freddy movie with Shazam in it. Yes, yes. Um, but, you know, cart before the horse. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah, let's bring uh, up the other Shazamly member. The Shazamly member. I like that. Uh, I was going to say he's the uh, guy in our trenches. He is the person, when the when the ask is too big, we always get Clark. Shazam! <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I just want to say, I, since I, <laughs> after that wonderful introduction, since I didn't hear you guys last week, literally, I said that a whole year ago. It's a Freddy movie in Shazam. Bing! I totally <laughs> am with you guys on that 100%. Yeah, Fred was a better agent for sure. We couldn't have said that a year ago because that would be violating a non-disclosure agreement. That's why I didn't say it, but I've been <laughs> waiting to say that for a whole year. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get into it in a little bit, but like Clark, I just want to thank you for for showing up, and I think it's really cool that you actually saw one of the earliest test screenings of Shazam. Uh, the very God. first, actually, they told us we were the very first audience <laughs> to see it. So you we're actually watched it last year. What what month was it that you watched it? It was it was before Black Adam came out, so it was like two months before Black Adam. Because I wow. thought it was no, you saw Black before Comic Con last year. Yeah, so like like we were in line, and I thought I thought it was going to be Black Adam, and then they yeah. said you're going to see because it was I saw it was a Warner Brothers movie, right, mm -hmm. right, right. Um, but just answer to ad in the newspaper. Actually, it was, more it was on Facebook, and uh, yeah, it was I saw it at the Americana in Glendale. That's and awesome. I got roped into a screening because I thought I was going to see The Flash, and I ended up not I, seeing The there, Flash. <laughs> there are movies that haven't really been announced yet that I've seen already that I'm not supposed to talk about yet. So, so full disclosure. It's great living in L.A. Go see screenings. So full disclosure, if you're sticking around here because you want to hear our awesome review of Shazam! Fury and the Gods, I'm just going to put this out there, <laughs> much like we did Ant-Man Quantumania. The reason we stagger this is because, like, we got tired of like, or I got tired of last year, uh, always trying to scoop people and like watch a movie and then instantly discuss it and spoil everything. So now nowadays what we do is we actually watch the movie in advance and then wait about a week or in Clark's case, about seven months 
and then we talk about the movie together. Um, so it's all going to be based on memory, guys. And Clark's memory is going to be the worst of all of ours. Uh, but it's going to be really fun. And so stick around for that. Uh, but yeah, Clark, I think you were on the show only about uh, about a, a month and a half ago for yep. Kroll. Mm-hmm. Kroll, right? Yes. Oh, and Ricky invited you back, huh? That's crazy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie. That movie. <laughs> Yeah, so we haven't been doing the show as regularly, and it's because we've been uh, kind of doing a... We're in Star Wars mode right now. Yeah, we're in Star Wars mode because we're where's the Marvel content? Like, we got an Ant-Man, and that was the only thing we got so far. Um, oh, yeah, we've we been got, doing where, a different where show. Where is the secret? Where is the secret what? Oh, secret invasion? Secret invasion, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, seriously, right? Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, there's been a bit of drought of Marvel content and DC content for that matter. So what we decided to do is just kind of go back into our exploring our roots. And for the, you know, for eight weeks straight, we're doing uh, special um, recordings of our Mandalorian podcast. We have spoken. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, please check it out. Clark was great, gracious enough to like join us uh, for that one this week as well. So he's doing double duty. So that's why I say if the when the ask is big, we get Clark. Um, and Clark's gonna join us this week, and probably we're all gonna be at WonderCon. Yes, we are exactly one of the reasons we're we we had to record this early, just because things are gonna get pretty crazy this weekend. We're gonna see each other in person and mm-hmm. do WonderConing and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But uh what have you been up to in the meantime, Clark? Uh work uh, uh i work at uh, laist.com which formerly kpcc support uh, local radio yes, uh which is on our pledge drive right now so please go in <laughs> i get bonus points for doing the pledge suzanne watley needs you she does uh uh and i'm also uh working on a play in pasadena last year i did hamlet this year we're doing agatha christie's the mousetrap and that'll be end of April, and I'll have more information about that. Hopefully, I'll be on again before uh, that happens, but that's the uh, end of April in Pasadena City College. And so. hopefully that English accent is improving, right? Uh, actually, our dialogue coach, yeah, we're working with our English dialogue coach tomorrow night. So, Is that Good. someone who works at the school or someone they brought in? Somebody they brought in. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Awesome. So so one of the reasons Your why. Tuition hard at work right there. Betcha. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, I, the, I'll ask the question I always ask, uh, our guests, uh, and Ricky, what have you guys been nerding out on this week? I want the nerdy stuff. I don't want none of this like work or football or whatever. What has been, what have I been nerding out on? I'm, I'm dipping my toe in Fortnite again. Uh, I was in the, Fortnite's, I like this, this, uh, uh, this season I like so far. That That Fortnite GDC stuff. Um, looks bananas they if i mean it's different unrelated but they are putting yes. Unreal engine 2 into fortnite <laughs> creative yeah and oh it yeah is insane uh-huh. so i don't know i want to try those they have single player games created by epic and other other mm-hmm. uh developers co- co-created by them uh that are available as different modes you can play i've been playing some of them there's an escape room one it looks amazing the gameplay experience, maybe five to ten minutes long tops, but it's pretty cool. It's, it's a cool, cool sandbox. Um, yeah. I watch. I watched the movie finally. Uh, everything everywhere all at once. 
and he said it was good. It was He's good. Like, it's good. Well, I do. I think the hype may have gotten to me a little bit. Ricky, yeah. you didn't want to see it since the beginning because you were afraid of the hype. And so that's been a year. That's been a year. Yeah, and the hype only got bigger. <laughs> we, but why didn't you see it when it first came out? I mean, it was hard to find on streaming, and then it was like mm. bang, and then it was twenty dollars, and then it's, it was not hard. To you, Ryan, I gotta delete Showtime right now before after this show before I forget. I liked it. I liked the movie. I liked it. It's, it's very sci-fi. Um, I will say, Top Gun Maverick is still probably my favorite movie that came out last year. Okay, cool. I want to give a shout out to Lance Reddick. Uh, oh man, all right, pizza Zavala. I definitely but, nerded out on some Lance Reddick this week. Yes, uh, you asked what I nerded out on. I, I um, going on Destiny, and I, I paid my respects with other people in the tower, and that was that was emotional. Knowing that uh, he played Destiny the day before he died, mm-hmm. he was playing Destiny. Um, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. His um, and his wife came out and, and talked about how much he appreciated the whole Destiny community. And how much you know? I mean, talking with other Destiny fans, I mean, it's like it's he was the backbone of that of that game that I've played more than probably any other game for the last nine years. Yeah, and so the the thing I love about Lance Reddick is no matter what the project is, he you feel mm -hmm. he commits one hundred and ten percent to it. Like Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen some of the stuff he's done on Adult Swim. The Eric like, Andre show bit is hilarious. Eric Andre show bit, hundred ten percent down. You have never seen anything like it, and I promise you, you will never see anything like it again. Uh, also, the his episode that he does on uh, Tim and Eric's bedtime stories is pretty amazing. These are both really weird, out there comedies. But he commits, you know, like, yeah, uh, he's very famously known for The Wire, which I know, uh, uh, you know, is one of those shows that everybody says you're supposed to watch. And a lot of people end up never watching it for the same reason Ricky didn't watch everything everywhere. I watched The Wire. So when I read that Lance Reddick died, it hurt me the most there because The Wire is, in my opinion, one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, And it's largely because of him. And and so, like. You know, at least I know that that show is is it's in its entirety, right? And, and, and like Destiny yeah. can no can no longer yeah. use that character, right? Yeah. Or well, they have to replace him. There, yeah. And John Wick, which comes out this weekend, I know, right? Oh, it comes out this weekend. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it comes out this weekend. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I want to I want to parley that point because to basically the Destiny bit, right? If all parties consent. Are you cool with AI voice no. of Lance Reddick continuing? Only, only for the the final episode where they give him a send off, uh, but not in perpetuity. That's it, what James Earl Jones did. He recently he signed that deal. With, really, with Disney. So that they the Vader, in perpetuity. Yeah, I'm really I don't know if it's in perpetuity, but the, he did sign away rights for an AI voice to continue. Past, you know what? Past you know time what? Here. I kind of understand he, that more. If he consents to it, though, yeah. like mm-hmm. honestly, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah. bootleg it, but for but, yeah, no. for all these voices that we are who have and we've lost, but I, it's I'm kind of interesting. The moral... It's yeah, it's kind of interesting to know that 
we'll always have the same Darth Vader forever. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. There still should be an actor recording it so that you get the tone and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then you layer the AI over it, I guess. But yeah, that's cool. I guess. I mean, when Nathan Fillion left destiny, that was, that was hard, but yeah, this, this one, it's too much. He's too much of an important character. And there's so much they need to, they need to give him a great send off. Yeah. And then, and then write a new character in which, which they did with Nathan Fillion and, and the new character Crow, which you guys don't can stop playing is a great character. So the, the character that got to replace him as the hunter, uh, the archetype is, is a wonderful character. So is, um, is it the uh, same crow from mystery science theater? No. Okay. Cool. It's not. Sure. Sure. All right. So just to be clear, um, this is like our 91st episode of Dead Excelsior. We're, we're getting really close to 100, by the way. And I got to say, as long as I've been asking, what did you guys nerd on? No one has ever delivered as hard as you guys just, just did right now. I totally felt in these last five minutes that I am sitting with two real nerds right now. Like, wow. thank you. I, I appreciate that. 90, you are welcome. <laughs> thank well, you. And, I, and that's all I want. That's all I want is to capture the true nerdiness of us before we move on to nerdy news. Is that my cue? It was, man. If I edited these episodes, they would they would be so great. They would be so great. I don't edit them. Feel feel for time, right? Yeah. Um, what do we got in news? Uh, shocker, as reported by the Hollywood Reporter, uh, Marvel Studios uh, veteran Victoria Alonso uh, leaves. Uh, this one's a little weird. So some conflicting articles. I, I think just we'll hit, hit it with the facts. She is kind of the second in command at at Marvel Studios. Or she's was. the only. Yeah. She was. She's the only other person to be credited on every single movie. Besides um, Kevin Feige, right? Besides Feige, since the Avengers, she's been an executive producer. Um, mm-hmm. And she left. And with this, the kind of speculation going around is superhero movies aren't doing so hot right now. Ant-Man's not doing... Ant-Man's making money, but it's not making Marvel money. Shazam? Shazam is definitely not making Definitely not making money. Yeah. Um, Black Panther was a hit, but Thor was kind of in that same boat. It made money, but not not the checks that were being written a few years back. And the consensus seems to be is this is kind of the first head-to-roll in response to what are deemed misfires and in, in uh, within the studio. So, do you think she was she was let go, or do you think she left? Could be a little both, right? Like you show someone the door and let them walk out if they want. Hmm. That's my take on it. Um, I mean, I don't know enough about this to to speculate, yeah. but I, you seem to uh, have an uh, opinion. So I was she, curious. from from my understanding of her role, her, her primary function mm-hmm. was was overseeing a lot of the post production of of the movies, um, and mm-hmm. again, could be related, could not be related. But again, there's there's been ongoing issues with the post production process over at Marvel, and the uh, the uh, 
stress they put on their their workers or contractors there yeah it's quite so a lot it, it could be i mean it's all conjecture but it's uh she is no longer with marvel studios i'm sure wherever she goes next uh you know to have what is it 20 or 32 marvel projects on your resume i'm sure yeah. you get a job somewhere else um no yeah yeah i mean it, it was I, when i read the news i was like oh man that's crazy and then i thought about it and i was like I actually don't know much about her role in this because, you know, we've always kind of like just put Kevin Feige as the figurehead mm -hmm. of this whole thing. So I'm like, mm, I don't know that this is good or bad, you know, but I it's I, more like Holly. This is like more Hollywood news. The thing yeah, than, but the optics aren't good. That's for sure. Right. Like, that's no. like to, you know, if, if your, your, your first mate suddenly jumps ship or gets kicked off the ship, whatever it is, you know, mm -hmm. like that's not necessarily good. Yeah. So, but who knows? What else you got? Or Clark, do you have anything to add to this? No, I I, I think Marvel will swing back uh, again. I, I think it's this is just you got Iger you, back you too, right? When you went all the way up with Avengers, you know, Endgame, uh, Infinity War, and Endgame. I mean, that was such a peak. You can't stay at that level. There's just no way you could stay at that level. And I think people are. Yep. You know, they, they look at Ant-Man and they're like, oh, it was a disappointment. And yet it was the most successful. Wasn't it the most successful Ant-Man movie? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the, like yeah. the third most successful movie of the year so far. It's yeah. definitely, you know, yeah. and that's I, I have a big problem when it's it's like that. And people go, oh, it bombed. I'm like, no. Yeah. It right. Didn't. You know, yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. But it's, like, it's subjective, though, right? Like, but yeah, I mean, they're they're going through stuff. And I think the bigger shakeup is at Disney Plus. You know, with they're like going, okay, maybe we did flood it a little too much, and or why I said where where secret invasion. Did and you see? Uh, there's rumor floating around that they're trying to sell off. Uh, I want to say Hulu in the U.S. Uh, Disney, or their share of Hulu, and just really? roll with Disney Plus. Yeah, because you know, for the rest of the world, Disney Plus is Hulu. I mean, I think that people yeah, don't, I, don't realize I actually, that. Yeah, I heard something about that, but it's so uh, small rumor. So mm -hmm. enough, not that it would come on, but yeah. Do you mean to say that for the rest of the world, all the stuff that they have on Hulu is on Disney Plus? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. not the other way around. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, but, yeah, okay. Well, what else you got? Let's talk about some bigger news. <laughs> this one was kept coming around, and so uh, it's the wrap. Uh, somewhat trusted news, news source uh basically had an article got mendelson right he's been around for a while reporting on news so hollywood news yeah uh dwayne johnson kind of uh sabotaged or there were kneecapped shazam 2 while trying to take over uh dc um and you know it, it goes through trials and tribulations on 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 um you know people who be part of shazam 2 or kind of doing type of cross promotion when the opportunity was still there before the, the shakeup with James Gunn. But what kind of flipped this thing to a whole nother level was uh, Zachary Levi on his own accord kind of acknowledged this on his Twitter. Like, he, like uh, I forgot the phrasing, but something along the lines of the truth will set you free and, and sharing a screenshot of this article. <laughs> so that's wow. That's not a good look at all for The Rock. Yeah. And this is something we've been talking about in our D&D &D group. Like, I don't think The Rock was down to play ball 
past and, past and Black it makes Adam. that that phrase when he said the the power hierarchy, the hierarchy of DC, of the- that DC is changing and and you're like oh he wasn't just talking about the movies yeah because but, it doesn't it, if, if i mean it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense black yeah. adam cannot be the center of the dc universe why he would ever even think that uh, you know he though this is the strings he pulled to get henry cavill at, at the end of his movie but not shazam who would be his arch ne- nemesis right yes yeah it it's, was weird. I mean, we can talk a little bit more about this later, but I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely felt a sore spot watching Shazam two this week, and knowing that the the Rock's already out. He's just he's not even he's not even taking calls right, like from from DC anymore. And so you piss you piss off the Rock. The Rock. <laughs> has yeah. for better or worse fuck you money and we'll leave um that's what yeah. happened with the fast and furious <laughs> yeah he's it's true. done that's what happened with this it's it's true so yeah um, but we can we can talk more about this later but yeah this is yeah I think this is unfortunate yeah and it matters it so, does let's we'll swing back to this but we'll swing back to some more spider-man marvel Ooh, legends is oh man i have not spider-man's seen the i ordered this toy on pre-order from the last one uh, so yes, so when you say you haven't seen this, you almost have actually. Uh, this is a brand new uh, Marvel Legends uh, Miles Morales from the video game Spider-Man Two figure. Um, he's actually a slight repaint of the one that came out. Uh, I want to say two years ago for Armadillo the Armadillo Wave with uh, for Spider-Man Into the or sorry the the No Way Home. No Way Home had a few video game figures in there, and this was him, but with the suit that more accurately matched him from that video game, the the Miles Morales video game. So people have noticed there are slight differences to the costume on this figure to be more in line with what he looks like in the new upcoming uh, Spider-Man 2 game that's coming out in September, I believe. Uh, So his arms are different, basically. And he also comes with blue... uh, venom blast hands instead of yellow ones yeah the hands are what and instead of an unmasked miles morales head he comes with a cat a goose repaint (laughs) it's a repaint of not goose goose uh... is a very specific cat but this cat has been reused several times so this one went up for pre-order today if you're interested it's a good looking spider-man figure uh it's all pinless it's a it's a it was actually one of my favorite figures of that year when it came out. It's a great Miles Morales. Um, so yeah, pick it the up. The box text also was released, um, giving us little tidbits about the game. But oh, yeah? the line, the line that's catching people um, is it mentioned. It talks about Miles dealing with enemies, uh, both in New York and across the multiverse. Oh, interesting. So, so maybe we'll see some uh, multiverse action in Spider-Man too. All right, the and then b- before we scoop scoop to the next slide, uh, I do want I do want to. I just said before, I'll take <laughs> I'll take over. Well, here this one's fine. You can see this one. I got control of this for a minute, Ricky. Uh, before we go to the next slide, uh, I just want to give a tiny spoiler warning for anybody uh, who's excited for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. There are figures I'm about to show 
uh, that have already been leaked about a month or two ago, but there were some new additions to them well, that came out today. Them. Clark, I think you're going to really want to see these. Yeah, no, I'm but it's also going to kind of just spoil a surprise for you. It's okay. Here you Maybe. go. <laughs> Cyborg Spider Woman is is the name on the box. Cyborg Spider Woman and Jessica Drew are two figures that are just recently revealed this week, or actually today. Is that the first pregnant Marvel Legends? <laughs> is, wow. is she which one's pregnant? Jessica is Drew. She, is she pregnant? I can't tell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if she is, then I'll say yes. Is that a spoiler? Uh, I don't I know. I guess now it is. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But Clark, I know you love Cyborg Spider-Man. That is a beefed up looking version of it that apparently is actually a woman in there. What do you think about that? Uh, I want to see the context. Okay, cool. That's a deluxe you figure. Know, that thing's big. It's it looks huge. It looks like a great figure, but I want to see the movie. Yeah, and then the wave, as we've seen uh, previously uh, rumored, is actually going to be on a uh, card back instead of uh, you know the regular Marvel Legends, no plastic packaging. And this is all just so that they can continue not giving me damn Build-A-Figures. They're yep. just like, look, look at these well, beautiful they put in the retro box, You can buy it separate. Uh, I'm so angry. Um, okay, and then just to recap, here's the other figures from the wave. Uh, obviously, there's a Miles in the updated Ooh. costume. There's a Gwen in updated costume. Those look That's great. That's almost too skinny. Uh, there's a new version of Peter B. Parker in the sweatpants without the jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous Marvel Legend had the jacket and an unmasked head. And uh, I love the beefed up uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, that, is, that, is a, that is a Dorito chip. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> love that they're Spider-Man. embracing they're embracing the aesthetic Man. of the the, the, sh- the movie. Yes, and, and the proportions, and it's really cool. Um, and then lastly, I don't have a full inbox packaging of Spider Punk, but there is a full packaging of Spot. The Spot, I love his proportions. That spot yeah, looks so weird. Wow. Yeah, that it is different. different from what they showed. But I love that he's got a spot with Miles coming out of it. it looks like Osmosis you see it? Jones. There's a yeah, spot right. with Miles' head on the right. Yeah, there's that's one of the awesome. hand, the hand, and there's too. one with his hand coming out of it too. Yeah, those are really cool accessories. It would also be nice if he came with accessories for a build a figure too, but they don't. <laughs> so whatever, it's fine. Uh, and then I think that's all that I had to show. But I, maybe there was the back of the box of uh, Jessica Drew. Yeah, there you, there she is. She is pregnant, huh? Um, and uh, there's all the figures that are going to be in the wave, in case you couldn't see them before. She better be, because she, if she's just a big girl, you guys are going to feel real bad. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty certain that it was announced when the trailer came out. Uh, voice gotcha. by Easter Ray and Jessica. Uh, okay, well, that's cool. Uh, but yeah. that's all the figures. I don't know anything about when those are coming out at all. Those just got leaked today, and I just thought I'd share. But the, but the Miles Morales game one is available now. I'm pre- still waiting on my first one. <laughs> still on I honestly think the first one's the better one because of the Miles head. But I mean, you know, it is cool to. I mean, they found opportunities to re-release them for the second game, and I'm not going to knock them if there's if there's changes to the costume in the second game. Then cool, why not? Have the, uh, Tony Todd, who's voicing Venom in the second game. Yes, uh, he is. He he said in a Twitter post that game's coming out September. 
there's no release date for that game, but I think it's, we're all assuming that'll be out later this year. Oh yeah, that's. Yeah. I think I just read from the internet that it was September. I have no idea. For um, sure. But hopefully, we see more soon. Cannot wait. All right, I may live to regret this, but before we get into the actual uh, spotlight, I'm gonna do a round of Q and A with Clark just to give him one last chance to get him ready for this for this discussion. <laughs> Just a few questions from out there in the in the world that uh, are relevant to what we got going on tonight. Uh, here we go. First up, at Jeff, who's your favorite superhero ripoff slash parody and why? Uh, what do you mean ripoff parody? I say this, or I mean, like I, I thought this question was cool because uh, you know, there's a like lot. How of Deadpool's a ripoff of. Deathlock. No, he's a rep up of Deathstroke. Deathstroke, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think mm -hmm. it's up to your interpretation, whatever it is. But I know that you know, in the world of Captain Marvels, there are there's more than one of them, yeah. for sure. Uh, there's definitely other characters that you could can that you could say Ooh, are like... ripoffs. Uh, Spawn could be considered a rip off of several other characters, like the Prowler, an Venom, and Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, know what? You I'm going to go super, super nerdy because my nostalgia bug hit me as I was browsing Amazon uh, the last week and I bought the collected edition of one of the super greatest ripoff comic series of all time from Image Comics. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else. Cyberforce. All right. Cyberforce by Mark Silverstreet, which yeah. every single character in this is a ripoff of something. Is a ripoff of something. <laughs> and it's self-censoring. Put it in front of your face. There it is. There you um, go. What were you searching so, on Amazon to get Cyberforce? Yeah. So uh, this was on <laughs> sale, and I just wanted to go down memory lane. And I love that you bought really this fun. days before you went to a comic convention. <laughs> it's about the same price as I would. I haven't seen this at a company. That's so true. But I oh. want to carry it around. They deliver it right to my door. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. But uh, uh, Ricky, are you well versed enough to know the answer to an answer to this, or or, or hazard an answer? The leg. Um, it's it didn't me. it said ripoff or parody, whichever you guys want. I don't care. Uh, stuff that's probably offensive now, but. <laughs> And that I won't want to say. <laughs> um, no, I can't. I can't think of a, a ripoff or a parody that that I have a preference over the the original. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I'll answer my question. My answer. Uh, I am a partial to the Tick. I thought Clark was going there. Uh, I love Deflator Mouse from the uh, Tick cartoon because that is a hilarious uh, opera reference and parody of Batman. I'm going to move on to the next one. Um, Fake Zuko asks, what was the first Marvel and DC comic you read? Combined? I think it's both. Oh. Unless unless you read uh, Amalgam. No, that was not the first. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man and probably G.I. Joe. Uh, Those were both Marvel. Marvel. I know. So I'm trying to okay. think of the first. The first DC that I read was probably Superman. Yeah. You know what? When I saw this question, I was like, 
I don't even know what the first DC comic I read was, but my Marvel was definitely Spider-Man. But I'm going to say it was probably Batman, but possibly Superman. It might have been a Superman comic. Because I know I was collecting Superman before he died. Yeah, my first... Yeah. My first Spider-Man was was in the black suit. So I didn't know that like I thought it was like a 50-50. He wears the red sometimes, he wears the black sometimes. <laughs> I didn't know the proportions were like way skewed towards just a few years in the 80s and that's it, you know. So mm-hmm. um it just so happened that was one of the first ones I read. I had one Spanish uh issue of Amazing or El Hombre de Araña. He was in the red and blue and I had one uh, American version and he was in the black and I was like I guess he wears both um, so yeah but yeah what about you Ricky was it Runaways I mean, I mean not run, Runaways the, the first one I remember reading was when you got me the Spider-Man ones you got me oh okay the, I still Ultimate, have those Ultimate Spider-Man I think I think it was um, he fights the Vulture in one of them I mean, um, that's not very descriptive. <laughs> it really, I, I enjoyed them. I like the colors. Nice. <laughs> the, it's the probably, then it was probably it's, ultimate. It was probably ultimate. colors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I'm being honest, the first, well, actually, no, I lie. I would say the first DC comic I read was the four DC stuff. But I've I've read the uh, what's the 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 Batman mutant one, Dark Knight Returns. Oh yeah, yeah. Dark Knight Returns. That's a good one. That's the... a good first one. That's yeah, a pretty good first one. All right, cool. I like it. I, I want a signed copy of Dark Knight Returns at WonderCon twenty eleven. Nice. And, uh, read it and then I sold it. <laughs> Side note: Gotham Knights is terrible. The TV show. If you haven't watched it, we forgot to include that in the nerd news. That is a whopping pile of shit that's because i have not watched it it is terrible i'm still probably gonna watch the second episode just to see how worse how how much worse it gets uh but it does that you reminded me because they actually include the mutants from uh do they have cool glasses they they have the glasses i don't know if i would call them cool oh i kind of want to watch it if they have the glasses they're in (laughs) one one quick scene like it's it's bad I watched Lego Batman not too long ago again, and the mutants are in there, and I forgot they were in there. It's kind of good. It's it's really good. (laughs) At Make Them Eat Cake, which Captain Marvel do you prefer? There's actually several. Yeah. There's, I don't think anyone's going to answer Marvel. No, I'm not going to, not Captain Marvel. Um, I'm I'm going to actually say the, the Shazam Marvel. Uh, I would too, honestly, because from, I grew up with him being Captain. Because I Marvel. did grow up with him as being Captain Marvel, and and it's something that we we'll, we can talk about later in the thing. But I think the yeah. losing that name has always just made the character so much weaker now. It's uh, true, and uh, I do love know. Carol Danvers, and I, I loved her. I loved her more when she was Miss Marvel or Warbird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I don't think she's. I don't think anything has been added to her by being. He named Captain Marvel, other than it just feels appropriate that somebody at Marvel be named Captain But Marvel. I will be honest, both Billy Batson and Carol Danvers are not very high in my pantheon of favorite yeah. characters. So like, to me, that's like... Mm. Who's your favorite on-screen Captain Marvel? 
Zach Levi. <laughs> I people like Chuck. I, I I mean, what about what about you, Ricky? You didn't answer the question. I, I have more connection to Carol Danvers. I mean, I, I fair enough. You have one terrible movie. I I I right, one mediocre movie. As we learned last week or last show, like I didn't realize that Shazam was not caught Shazam for the majority of his. I thought until, that until 2011. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was way way later. Um, mm-hmm. But nah, they just tested. They wanted to see how long Marvel would go without ever saying anything, even though legally they had no claim to that name since the 70s. Man, <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Uh, all right, last question before we get into it. I think we've been teeing it up. Confused nerd asks, "Isn't the wizard's name Shazam?" Yes. Um, yeah, and that's why it's so damn confusing, right? His mm-hmm. name should not be Shazam. No. It should be Captain Marvel. You want to do this? You want to talk about it? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> All right. We've waited long enough. It's time to put a spotlight on Shazam! Fury of the Gods. But before we do, uh, spoiler warning. If you haven't watched it yet, like most of America, uh, please turn away and come back when you have, unless you don't care, and then you want to listen to us spoil the whole movie. Um, cool. That out of the way, uh, I want to do kind of like a lightning round with this one. I, I mentioned earlier in the show, we all watched this at different times in our lives. I watched this on Monday. I think, Ricky, you watched it last Thursday. And Clark watched it about seven months ago. <laughs> and Clark, I, I appreciate that you're doing this show and you didn't get a chance to go watch it again. And I'm I'm cool with that. I actually think that's awesome. I wouldn't force you to go watch the movie. I just, I knew that you'd seen it. And you're one of the only few friends of mine I've known that actually was available and also did go see this movie at some point in his life. So you your, opinion <laughs> your opinion matters. Your opinion matters. And it really... It shows uh, how different a situation was because, again, when I saw it, it was before Black Adam came out. There was no, none of this talk about, you know, DC yeah, being you, reworked and when stuff. When you saw it, Ezra Miller was not weird. No, and, Ezra Miller was weird. And and Black Adam was uh, potentially going to be the thing that you would fight next time after another yes. movie, right? Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. And that was a, a surprise. And, and it was closer to it. And so that's why, like, all this talk, the... The Gal Gadot, uh, let's see, we're going for the spoilers. The Gal Gadot cameo was was a big deal back then. They want to make sure we didn't talk about it. You know, that was a, and yet now they were so desperate, they had to release that in, you know, before it came out just to try to get some sort of excitement. Oh, is, is it in trailers and stuff? Yes. <laughs> it's in oh, trailers man. and stuff. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't even watched the trailers. I just don't. But, I don't. But you know when. Um, so when I when I first saw, I will say this. I I did read a, a plot synopsis of the current release to make sure there were no big changes, and there were. You not want to any... give the plot synopsis for us so that so that people know because normally I do it, but no. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, I, can I try really quick before? Yes. Before you... Okay. So this is a sequel to the movie that we actually just discussed last week, Shazam. Uh, if you remember, uh, when the end of that movie, uh, Billy ends up bestowing all of his power to his other, uh, you know, adopted brothers and sisters at, to form the Shazam family, uh, in order to defeat, uh, Dr. Savannah and the seven deadly sins. And then so that no one else can do it, Billy breaks the, the, the staff 
owned by the wizard Shazam over his knees uh, so that, you know, it's not a plot point ever again. And then fast forward to 2023 and that staff is a plot point. Uh, and it turns out that that staff has ended up in a museum and the daughters of Atlas have gone to claim it because even broken, it still possesses uh, the ability to unlock magic. And they are long lost, um, basically the descendants of Atlas, literally the daughters of Atlas the from Greek mythology. And they want to restore their garden with the seed of, what was it? Apple. The apple, the apple of like eternity. They, or they like need that. to plant the magic apple to bring magic back to the world. Apple MacGuffin. Yeah. Yes, Apple MacGuffin, uh, the golden apple, and which is also from the 12 labors of Hercules. Um, anyways, they, so that's the whole quest is they want to go. Uh, the, the wizard apparently hid the apple in the Shazam lair. And so now they've got the staff, but they also want to go get the apple. And so they end up butting heads with the Shazam family. And then that just ensues for like two hours and 10 minutes. It's way too long, way too long. And uh, with that out of the way, now I will let you talk about it. Oh, yeah. Wonder Woman shows up for some reason. Wow. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> negative. Uh, so uh, back you when think I, I got one negative. Of, no, one, one of my favorite, you know, aspects of the first movie was the family, which I really liked. And one of the things that that I really liked about this one was that they kept the family and the family was front and center. Um, we talked a little bit about early in the episode about how much of a bigger character and how well written Freddie was. Uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, the, the most interesting character is the non Shazam, uh, you know, brother, brother. And so, right. and, he, and he was killing it. He, he, we were laughing. He, he, he was magnetic. Is that right? he, he, he had more charisma than Zachary Levy. And that's Fred, both versions of Freddie were yes. the part of this movie. Uh, aside from also, Jaiman Hansu as the wizard Shazam, who died in the last movie, but then they gave him a big old part in this movie. And I don't know if he was he was prominent in the version you saw. Yep. But him and Freddie actually had a whole story arc together. And they were the best. They had mm -hmm. such great chemistry and they stole the whole movie for me. And I it just made me mad because I'm like, well, didn't I come to see Shazam? I came to see a Shazam movie, right? Like, this is so weird. Yeah, you feel a little duped, right? Like, I this movie, to me, feels like the, like the product of just, like, market testing, right? Like, like Clark, well, when I you mean, came, if they had, if when they you had came out of your, your, your screening, yeah. like, like, did you like the family? Check. Did you like Freddy? Check. Did you like, that, you like Wonder Woman? Yeah. All right. Here's, here's hey, the hey, that could be my fault because I put Freddy was my number one thing. Uh, of, so I will, I will take the blame on that one. Uh, but I did, but there are things that I mentioned about how uh, the, the fight, uh, the fight with the dragon at the end uh, needed to be, have a little bit more than just the, um, and then I immediately saw that in the trailers, they had more scenes with the dragon, with him, like the, throwing the truck at the dragon. That wasn't in the version that I saw. Uh, 
and so I did see, you know, some stuff, but the, I, one of the biggest things I said though, is that in the movie Shazam, and I'm going to hate calling him that, he did not feel like a superhero who could rival Superman. Yeah. They needed to up his power level way more. He, he, he did not feel like he is one of the most powerful people in the Mar uh, DC universe. We've talked about so many things, but he's supposed to be one of the few people who can beat Superman. And you do not feel that from this movie. Yeah. I, like I a will weird see lack of growth for his character in this movie. There's no growth. It, it's actually reverse. I would say yeah. the, the craziest growth actually occurred in the hormones of all the children. Oh my <laughs> God. Like that for me was the first jarring thing. Like that they had to write a line in to explain that Billy is one month away from 18, even though Asher Angle's probably like 22 already by the time he's in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he was huge. He was so buff. Like, and I was like really weirded out by it. I was like, but Billy Batson's supposed to be a cute little boy. And I, I like, I get it. I understand age happens. And that's the problem with a character like Shazam. But the thing I thought was weird is, you know how last week we sat here, Ricky, and I talked about how I totally believed that Zach Levi was Billy Batson every time, right? Like every mm -hmm. scene. I felt a giant disconnect between the two in this movie because every time we see Billy in this movie, he's pretty serious. He's pretty, he's pretty, he's a man of few words. I say man, cause he was a full grown man. Yeah. And, yeah. and he doesn't have, he doesn't have that free spirit that he kind of had at some points in the first movie. He's just kind of over, he's burdened by, by being the leader of this superhero group. And then every time you see Shazam, he's just being silly and he's just having fun and he's just doing whatever he wants. But at the same time, he's also like, hey, guys, pay attention. Pay attention to this. I made these cool graphs. I made this cool video and blah, 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 PowerPoint and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I'm not feeling it. The there's magic's no Billy, gone. You know, in this movie, like I, I'd be willing to bet there's less than seven minutes of Billy in this movie. That's what I'm saying. And that's what makes it wrong. Like, that's why I have a problem with this movie is that. It, you you took away your focal point right like we talked we sat here last week and 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 i asked you what was the most marvelous moment and for you you said it was when he goes to see his mom mm -hmm. and i was like i was blown away by that one but then also i think it paired perfectly when i said my favorite moment is when he realized that he could give his powers to his new family, right? And I think those two together make a full arc for that character, Billy. But what was his arc in this movie? What was his story? Like, I didn't get it. I think to, I mean, they, they've tried to position as like making the ultimate sacrifice, but it, it's, it's just yeah, money. Right. Um, and it's it's hard because I liked, I liked having, again, the family dynamic. I liked how, I liked the rest of the family. But they didn't put enough emphasis on Billy. Mm -hmm. I, I, I totally agree with you on that. And, and, I, I, and I think that the other problem is like his weird logic betrayed him again in this movie, just like it did in the first movie. Remember how like last week I talked about how like the weird line he had that was like his it was supposed to be like his catchphrase. But he says, like, what kind of a superhero can't save his own family? And I'm like. Well, I think there's several superheroes that would object to that statement, but but I appreciate the the intent, right? Um, 
I think he did it again in this movie when at the end of the movie he decides, even though he, his whole thing has been all or none the entire movie, right? The entire movie he says we only go superheroing together as a family. We never do it by ourselves. And then at the end he's like, we're doing all or none. And by all <laughs> I mean all of you get to be safe. None of you get hurt. Well, they they, they do a like, plot reason on why they all don't have powers. Yeah, but he could easily give them back. Like, he can give them back at any time. He has the staff at the end mm-hmm. of the movie. He has the ability to give him back the powers. He just doesn't do it because he decides the only way to keep him safe is to sacrifice himself. And I'm like, I don't understand where that came from in the logic when I actually just wanted to see you as a family come together and do something awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I and I, for me, I think, like, and I, I will ask you guys this question too, but for me, that's why it ended up being the most marvelous moment in this movie for me was the bridge at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. When I saw them working together as a team to save every single human being on this bridge that was that was collapsing, I was like overjoyed. I was like, this movie's cool, man. I'm so happy. I get this. It's a really strong scene because like you see them succeeding in their own eyes but then you, you do that quick cut of like oh yeah the bridge fell down yeah no I and it, it really it worked really well it was, it was super funny but he saves somebody while she's listening to bonnie tyler's hero i need a hero yes and and it's like it's such a magical scene and and it betrays the rest of the movie because the rest of the movie never does that again it never it never lets you enjoy the the joy of them all together doing stuff even even when they release the unicorns and and yeah know, i guess the, that was darla's story arc right yeah a unicorn, like, <laughs> uh you know they yeah they never had that coercion except i mean they had they had more coercion when they were talking as a family than acting as superheroes. They had never had that kind of superhero bonding as the, that beginning bridge scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, I do the scenes when they're in the layer together, but when they're all together, yeah. you know, as heroes, that's when this movie shines. Like the, mm-hmm. I, I alluded last week, but the, the solo, the wisdom of solo man made me crack out loud so much. Well, I think it, I think you cracked up because, like you mentioned it last week, right? Is that you you were saying? Because uh, I was listing off the the all the the attributes that the mm-hmm. name spells out, and you were like, mm, "I kind of feel it's, like he's lacking he's pretty from Solomon." Right? Yes, yeah. and, well, that was part of the plot in this one, it, mm-hmm. right? But it's in I don't think they show. Right? I don't yeah. think they showed it. Mm, I mean, the movie didn't do a good job of showing versus telling showing wisdom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It definitely did a lot more telling about like, and and that's what I had a problem with is like, whereas the first movie did a lot to try and like show you what's going on. And you have like these cool seven deadly sins that are like kind of nightmare fuel, but they're also like, you get it. You understand the seven deadly sins, right? You understand their point and everything. And I just felt like this movie, just the second movie just felt the need to explain everything that was going on like i didn't need the extensive explanation about the the plot twist that anthea was the other daughter of atlas yeah that it was, was really very obvious it, it was so it was so telegraphed oh new girl at school coincidentally when other you know evil people show up sure <laughs> but 
it was just really weird how much they had to explain things. And but I think the weirdest part for me about this whole movie is like I'm a nerd, right? I'm a I'm a comic book nerd, and and I knew something smelled off about these daughters of of Atlas. And when I finally read that they do not appear in the comics and are original characters created for the film, boo! That's a giant boo for me. Why? Why did you need to do this? Oh, I know why. Because you couldn't get Dwayne Johnson to be in your movie as the villain. The actual villain that should have been the villain in uh, Shazam. I, mean, I would have been happy with like going down the Mr. Mind thing. Exactly. Give us an actual, like we, you teed up Mr. Mind at the end of the first movie. Make him the bad like, guy. Get weird, right? Like get it, get weird and, and, and dumb, like why? in the best ways. Like, were you excited, Clark, when the Daughters of Atlas showed up in this movie? Only because I was like, oh, hey, Lucy Liu. I haven't seen her for a while. Yeah. You know what I thought when I saw you, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirror? I don't want to see Shazam punch them in the face. Like, I don't I don't want to see that. I don't oh, want to see that. Uh, Granny Goodner, as Frank, I, uh, Frank always says. I, I was wondering, because I did, yeah, I didn't recognize what characters they were. And then they had that scene in the museum and they're turning people to stone. I'm like, oh, that's kind of disturbing. Is, you know, yeah. is that the guy from Peacemaker? Like, is he the same character? I don't. In the don't. museum, the tour guide is the janitor in Peacemaker. Oh, or, yeah. Mm. You could be right. I'll have to go back and check that someday. Oh. Yeah, you're right. He is. It's the same actor. That's funny. One sad. I'm, I mean, to, to kind of look we'll to the end where they where they bring out was the end credits in there, Clark, of having the uh, no. people. No. Like why? Why even add that at this point? Yeah. Uh, you know, like and to tee so up I read the, the Justice yeah. Society. Like that's so sure. Like, I'll take I'll take any cameo I can get. But yeah, well, in fairness, dead. <laughs> in fairness, like this movie apparently was delayed a giant amount of time. Yeah, remember due this, to COVID, this, this was supposed to come out a year ago. Yeah, it was supposed to come totally. out a year ago. Yeah, but just cut so, the scene, like, like. <laughs> oh, for sure, they didn't feel like touching anything at all. Like, like teeing up the Justice Society is cool. If if this movie is meant to just fill time until Black Adam shows up. And then the intent is Shazam 3 be the face-off. Yes, that makes sense. But the problem I had is knowing all the backstage drama that's gone on while I'm watching this movie. I was super disappointed to know that this is how it's going to end. And like, I was also really confused by a lot of decisions that were present in that movie. One of which being, okay, so we have the Daughters of Atlas. And we have like Aquaman who rocks this, the trident of, of Poseidon. And we have... Uh, Ares, who was the villain in one of the first movies. And so when sh the wizard Shazam says, there are no other gods. And it, for me, it felt like that Luke Skywalker moment in the Mandalorian, <laughs> where it's just like, really guys, yeah. you're going to say there's one, there is one and miraculously Wonder Woman's going to show up. I was thinking the entire movie when the, when the entire city of, of Pittsburgh or, or, or sorry, uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, is covered in a giant dome and, and nobody can get in or out. Where's the freaking Justice League? They are outside the bubble. I I will say that they do a really good job of like I thought they're, that was pretty airtight. All right, they're like, in all the right, same place they were. You thought that was airtight? 
You I thought, thought that was, was airtight. airtight that like as soon as they put the stupid bubble over the city, I'm like, okay, I I know exactly why, why they're doing this. So, so a Superman who we've already seen show up in a Shazam movie in some capacity does not show up. It's not airtight. It's not airtight. Would it have been it's... funny to do like a peacemaker bit where you just see a shadow of them outside of the thing? Hundred percent. But knowing the external forces behind this movie. I thought that was pretty uh, as airtight as you're going to get. Uh, it was just frustrating that like, you know, like the DC, the, the problem is, is the DC universe operates on such a grand scale, but they don't respect the scale by operating the heroes on the same scale as well. You know what I mean? So like when they have giant rays of light shoot up out of the, out of the city, like in, in uh, the first suicide squad, you don't get the suicide squad to go deal with that without having other people show up. You know what I mean? Like, like they don't, they don't manage things well like this. And that's why, that's why Marvel's been doing weird stuff, like going into the quantum realm or going into other, the multiverse and stuff like that, because it's easier to have these self contained stories. If you don't have to explain where everybody else is. So when you have wonder woman show up at the end of the movie, well, then my question is, well, where the hell were you through the rest of the movie? Outside you know what I mean? Bubble. I mean, they... <laughs> and they had that earlier cameo with him having dinner. But she's not is, in the scene, actually. It's yeah, just somebody wearing yeah, that the was the, That was the, 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 the bait, yeah. which, which is I, why I liked it. Oh, at, at, at least they teed it up. They teed up the joke, right? Yes. But, like, uh-huh. but the, the larger problem I have with that scene is... Shazam made a sacrifice to die for his family. Cut to next scene, resurrected. Yeah. What? I mean, the the, the argument would be that it's a a kid's movie-ish at the end of the day, but I will say this movie has a scene where a man, they make a man commit suicide, and you hear it. And it's Diedrich Bader. Come on, that's not so, cool. So, like it's kind of a little weird. Like, and the but the monsters are still on that same horror level. Yeah, so uh, it's a little, it's a little weird. Yeah, it's all weird. But it's, no. yeah, I mean, it, it it's it puts the bow right on the Shazam. But the problem is, yeah, we, we have we have no hope that they'll be you know better. This is it. It's done. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that hurts me the most. And like it, like. You know, uh, all the drama that goes on outside makes it really hard for me to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. I can't really recommend this movie. I don't think it, like, I guess if you really like Shazam and you want to just watch some more of them, sure. But, like, I there's nothing about this movie that's really redeeming to me because it just exists in this weird in-between space where, you know, now we're just waiting for the Flash to come and fix stuff. And hopefully, maybe I mean, one like, day. Exactly I know you like, like Black Adam more, but this is your feelings are now how I felt going into Black Adam, because the the cracks were there with Black Adam, and that's you know like maybe a week after or two. That's when all yeah, the news started coming out. But the difference is Black Adam actually world builds the DC universe in meaningful ways, and also uses characters from the comic books. Fair. That's fair. Except, like, since I don't know any of the characters in the Shazam <laughs> comic books, I didn't care as much because, I mean, I don't, I don't know Mr. Mind. 
but are you ever cool when you find out after the fact from a mediocre movie that they didn't use real characters from the comics? No, I get your point, but yeah. the, but it, it doesn't, doesn't it hit burn as far. extra? Mm. Uh, like Rumble the amount, the, the amount extra is like just just a little bit extra because there's so many other issues, you know, with it. Yeah. So, um, but you know what I what I told people for the few people that I told that that I, when I saw it is like okay if you like the first one, you'll like the next one. Uh, that 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 has that changed a little bit though be, but as you said because of the surrounding circumstances yeah, yeah. and stuff but again like you know i really like the family stuff it's it's to me it's worth it just to watch freddy you know freddy's I do, great i do want to see it again i am going to go see it again with my a-list i just this week was really really i had rehearsals most night it was just it was i just couldn't fit it in but i want to see it again uh, if Freddy's for nothing great. more on a, than uh, to see, you know, when I saw it, the dragon was a bunch of pixels. On a, on a side note, I always like when they beat up Freddy in the first movie and the second movie. I'm like those are like crimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like go to jail crimes. <laughs> like, there's what? there's quite a bit of of of, <laughs> of uh, ableism from those bullies and stuff. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't like the bullies. It's pretty it's pretty intense. I think everything's just cranked up a bit much. I will say this though, the nightmare fuel in this movie is dialed down about one notch compared mm-hmm. to the previous movie. And yeah. I kind of liked it more for that. Uh, I was telling Ricky the funny thing about when I rewatched the jam last week and then read about all the details and learned that David F. Sandberg actually his his um his inspiration for the seven deadly sins was the terror dogs from ghostbusters Mm -hmm. that suddenly made me totally okay with that movie because i'm like okay you know what the terror dogs were nightmare fuel for anybody growing up in the 80s but it didn't stop you from loving ghostbusters it just felt like those things are a little bit more extra some bite right like yeah yeah and literally they bite a guy's head off yeah (laughs) so but I was, I was actually, I was kind of like comforted and also underwhelmed by the Greek mythological beasts that showed up in this movie. Because I'm like, okay, you're definitely slightly less terrifying. You're also kind of boring looking to me. I don't know yeah, what it is. When, about the, when they wrangle up all the, all the unicorns and they, uh, yeah. they group all the monsters into like a circle. Yeah. And the harpies, the harpies are just there. I'm like, yeah, we, the harpies are just be, there. Yeah. They just, just be flying away. There's like. Cyclopses. And like, what's really funny is like, you see one Cyclops die from a, like getting impaled by a unicorn. And I'm like, Cabin in the Woods did it better. And then you see another Cyclops that's the exact same character model as the one I just saw die. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys aren't even going to dress them different. Like they're not even going to have like, different like makeup or characteristics is exactly clones were the skittles in there clark yes okay they got that product placement early the skittles was funny (laughs) but strange to me that that was the leap they went from like it's supposed to taste like honey like Mm -hmm. nectar of the gods i was like like the the sweetest thing right skittles does not taste like honey bro like it's gotta Hey man, those yeah. deals pay pay the bills right there. So yeah, but were you pleasantly surprised to see uh, that character that was dressed up like the old school Billy Batson? Call Billy Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, that was there. Yeah, 
-hmm. that actually was the actor was, who played yeah, Billy Batson back him. in the day. Because mm -hmm. I mentioned uh, to Ricky, like Shazam or Captain Marvel actually is the is the first uh, character to ever get a superhero movie. Um, is that a movie or a show? Both. He's had both. Yeah. He's been the first to ever be a, a movie. Um, and so he's had a long history of actors play him. Um, and so, yeah, that actor was from the original or not the original. I think one of the, one no, of the, the older ones. The kid was from the movie for the, the TV show. Yeah. 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 The kid was from the 1974 TV show. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Cause the person from the movie would be dead by now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. The movie's <laughs> old. The movie's like from like the, the thirties, I think. Yeah, 1939, I think, was the... I, I figured by the shirt he was wearing that there was some... He was connection. dressed as Billy Batson. Yeah. 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 That was the same shirt that, that he wore. In. Yeah. yeah. Also, Darla, they had to make that reference to the tiger one more time. She she stole that kitten and named it Tawny. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed that, if that was in your version. Uh, I'm trying to remember any other things. Annabelle doll once again appears. This is like the... Oh, the in the fourth, ther fourth therapist, DC? yeah, third or fourth DC movie to appear or to appear in, just because every time somebody involved in the Conjuring universe directs a DC movie, they stick Annabelle in there wherever they can. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember anything else. Grace Caroline Curry, who plays Mary Brom Bromfield, uh, also plays her superhero form in this movie. Apparently it was two different actresses in the first movie. Yes. Yeah. I could I could barely tell the difference. Mm -hmm. I, um, I kind of liked it. I it bothered me when I first saw it. And then as moving on, I'm like, oh, it makes sense. She's because over. she was older in yeah. this but, older now. By older you mean she was about to go to college. So she was 18. So what's up with Billy being played by Zach Levi? Yeah, I mean, Mary has that, a better agent. That's that's what you're telling me. That's what I'm saying. Like that, that actually made the disconnect even greater for me. Is is seeing like at first I'm like, that's cool that that one gets to do it, but like, but they just said he's 18, and then Freddie's like one month younger than Billy, apparently, according to the movie. So now I'm really confused. But in fairness, Adam Brody looks a hell of a lot like Freddie, um, so that helps. Uh, but yeah, there was just weird little things that were just, you know, I'm just getting into my nitpicks now, which means we should probably wrap this up soon. Uh, do you guys have anything like anything else you want to say about this movie? Like, do you, are you ever going to watch this again? Like, like for like for fun or I might I might. Um, it's one of those. Hey, we're cleaning. Let's put on. But I'll just say I don't want to. I don't want to 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 dunk on it too much because I really did like the first movie. I think think this is definitely a step down into that that B level. Um, but I don't Do think it's. I don't think it's. You know, we we've gone through the Morbiuses, right? We've gone through the the the, the bottom of the barrel before i would watch I this over morbius any day yeah, it doesn't I would, live there i would it, watch this over morbius or green lantern or yeah, batman yeah. versus superman or justice league okay for sure yeah, so i mean it's still upper upper echelon for sure probably. i would it's watch still, it over aquaman it still makes me chuckle you know, upper yeah. echelon of the dceu for sure it's in the top half it makes it, it makes me sad because again I, they don't have any more room to grow because of the politics of, you know, 
the whole studio work goes. And they, they talked about, you know, um, they were they were kind of coy about whether or not Shazam was going to be part of the universe going forward. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's pretty obvious that it's not. Uh, but the the to me though the whole the whole character is always going to be hobbled by not being able to be Captain Marvel because Shazam is such a stupid name when you can't say your own name because it and, turns and you, you have to ask somebody what your name is. Yeah, what, what, no, movie. what's my name? No, the other one. I think and that's a you guys' problem, though. Like, I, I feel like now that we've gotten Shazam movies, the next time we do a Shazam movie, it's that much easier. I, I'm never, I, I, I never feel comfortable calling him Shazam. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird name. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let that stop me from enjoying a Shazam movie, but yeah. it does get on my nerves. I, I will say, I, I, did you guys feel anything weird about like the costume adjustments they made this time around? I they changed. Like they changed yeah. the costumes, and I didn't understand why. And if they're magical costumes, I'm like, why? Did, why do they look different? They're magic. Like, they just do magic. You know, magic. I was, changes. I was weirded out by Shazam specifically because in the first movie, they made a point of giving him two capes, the short one and the long one, at the yeah. same time to be to pay tribute to his origins, right? And I thought that was a really cool look that he worked really well. Like he made it, he made it work. And then in this movie, they're like, nah, just one cape. The other thing that I thought was really weird is like, which is kind of cool, but he's like, he's less buff. He's less buff this time around because he's less padded. He looks more natural. I, he does I look kinda more natural. Like the first yeah, movie, he's, he's looking a little weird. The first movie, it's a little bit much, but like he's more in line with what Shazam he's supposed to be. A like. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is supposed to be giant, but he, he, the first movie I think goes into man and suit territory. But like the, that's yeah, the trick is put the padding strength, make it the strength of Hercules, man. I don't the know, strength man. of Hercules. He should look uh, look, he he's should look, to look as like big. the rock. He's, he's supposed to actually be a spitting like double yeah. like an image, so much so that he's a copyright infringement of Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but like, like like if he if he had the body type of like Pedro, right? I think that's that's where it'd be in line. But I think he looked just to me, he looked a little too synthetic mm-hmm. in the first movie. So I, I'm, I'd rather have this than, you know. All right. Fair enough. I, I didn't like the changes. I also don't understand why they put all this extra little metal stuff all over. I mean, the they, they took away Mary's pants, yeah. right? Like, they, they did everyone's chance. Or a I thought Mary had a skirt in the last one. She had, like, leggings underneath, didn't she? Or no, she had, like, a, a no. longer skirt. No, she had a skirt, but this she's time around, she's got, like, she's got, like, shorts under the skirt, like Wonder Woman. It's a little... It's a little different. It's all a little different. It's okay. It's just my little His nitpick. Chest doesn't light up either. That but was I would the say... one that really bothered me. Is their chests don't light up all the time? Is that a big deal? That in the first movie they're uh, they're always lit up. Yeah, but is that like a Shazam thing, or that was just like the first movie thing? Or you know, you I know mean, what I mean? Keep some consistency in your in your in your movies, right? Have some <laughs> internal consistency easier to to a model right but then he does have a glow at the end i don't i was confused i was like all right so it does glow just not all the time all right we're definitely in the nitpick territory now i want to stop this because <laughs> all right i appreciate you guys for doing this i i i thank you for for taking the time to talk about shazam fury of the gods i just wanted to have this recorded i wanted to say hey we watched shazam fury of the gods and uh we talked about it 
And, you know, if anybody has beef with our decisions, cool. Bring it up in the comments. Let us know what you think about this movie and, and why you think we're wrong or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think we got to wrap this up. Um, and I want to say thanks to Clark and Ricky for doing this. Uh, really appreciate Clark for doing double duty with us this week. That was pretty awesome. Uh, thanks to our patrons for supporting our growth and to our audience for tuning in. If you had fun, please remember to like and subscribe and check us out on Patreon for the all the other content we got out there. Like we have spoken and crack and snap and uh, you know our usually our after show that we do the soapbox. Um, it's all there. It's all there. Okay, you guys got anything else to add before we, we take off? Nothing. All right, guys. See you next time on Den Excelsior, True Believers. Enough said. Mm-hmm.